Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. Your host James, as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So we're going to jump right into it. This has been a fantastic weekend. Um, Today's actually Sunday. Normally I report in and get an episode out on a Saturday, but you know, I actually, I actually spent my Saturday, I don't want to call it being adventurous, but doing other things than just the normal things that I do. So like, you know, normally I will revolve, revolve my existence around some video games, food, and, um, you know, vast amounts of laziness. Um, but no, yesterday I got up with a purpose, um, which it was cool because so I don't know if I've said anything in regards to my life choices and what I've been kind of focusing on recently, but I've been like really taking uh, my health seriously as of late and been getting out and, you know, walking and exercising and, you know, um, just being better, you know what I mean? Just like really being better. And, um, it's really funny for me because I am one of those people, right. That I understand that, you know, you have to put in the hard work and stuff, but I never think about how things, uh, can help to supplement the effort that I'm putting in namefully, you know, supplements. So, um, I remember back when uh, I had a Twitter and I used to uh, be on there and there was this guy and he'd talk about this supplement that he'd take all the freaking time. Um, and it was called Ghost. And I'd be like, bro, I think you're just like, you're like a freaking sponsor or something. Cause like you're preaching that, you're preaching that brand like they are just like the Holy Ghost or something. And um, dude, like, no lie. Like, that's like some of the best product that I could ever, you know, put myself behind. Because like from from my perspective, I'm not like a I'm not like a um you know, like I'm not like a pills person. I'm not like a a, a medicinal person. I'm the kind of person that if I get a cold, man, I just want to get over it. Like I don't you know, if I can help it, I don't want to ingest any kind of medicine. I'm just, I'm good with just resting, you know, some chicken soup, some orange juice, maybe a seven up. <laughs> but outside of that, I don't, you know, like it's not about pills and medicine. I have never in my life gone out for the seasonal flu shots, you know, like it's just never anything that I've done where I felt like, oh, I just need the additional help. But this time it's different, dude. Like, I don't know. I think it's because I know because like my goal is that I want to I want to lose weight to be healthier, you know, just to be healthier. I just want certain things to be easier for me. You know, like it's not easy for me to, you know, um, walk, walk every day. But I do it because I know that eventually, you know, in the repetition that I give myself, It'll eventually become so easy to where I won't even think about it. I was actually so excited to try somebody's suggestion. <clears throat> you know, somebody was like, well, 
you put an audio book on and you walk, you know, for X amount of time, man, you will need, you won't even notice and trust and believe I put in five miles and listen to an audio book. And the last mile I listened to, I, I uh, listened to music just to kind of celebrate and hype myself up like, yeah, boy, you did it. <clears throat> and yeah, I didn't even notice. And um, what's crazy is I, I did that. I don't want to say the dead of the night, but I did it towards the later part of the evening. It was actually kind of funny because like the sun was um, the sun was just about setting and I'd walked for so long that by the time I was done, it was um, it was dark. And I was like, that's kind of cool because it's a testament to, you know, the length of my effort that I'm putting in. Um, you know what? And one thing one thing that I'm invested in, too, and I don't know, like, I don't know how you feel about it, but see, I'm I'm big on like fitness trackers because you know like i like to me it's 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 more than just keeping it in my mind that i'm doing a good job like i need some kind of log and it's i don't want to say it's hard for me to like you know physically write down what efforts i'm making and stuff but you know if i got something that can automatically keep a log of the things i'm doing the only thing that that's hard to log um is food food is so hard to log it is the hardest thing to log um you know even even when you even when you exercise the logic of well if it isn't a logable food i shouldn't consume it it's like yeah that's fine but what about the stuff that should be basic you know like if you're eating healthy at home let's say you're you know you're uh grilling fish and you know uh you steam some vegetables or whatever like the read is so inaccurate because everybody seems to have a different interpretation of the caloric intake on those items it's like you look on there you put if you just put in basic you know chicken breasts you're gonna find like four or five people that have chicken breasts out there and they all have different calories so you're like well which chicken breast do i put um and it's the same thing with everything else. So, like, I have, like, the hardest time with that. Like, and so for the most part, I keep a rough idea of what I consume. Um, but I don't go so hard in the paint as far as, like, keeping um, keeping track of my, my food intake. Because truth be told, I don't eat that much in a day. That That's the, that's the truth. Um I will probably like on a normal day I'll have um I'll have a a shake in the morning like one of the like a protein shake in the morning right so that supplements um or let's just say it substitutes my breakfast um and then I'm at work so so let's just count it for the 5 days right so I'm at work and then I'll literally like it, it depends like i could i could seriously get to my lunch and not eat and be fine right but i know how unhealthy that is so what i do in that case is i always have like um like fruit in in the fridge so like 
this past week, man, and I, I think, I think I've made my choice on what I prefer. Cause, uh, last weekend I went to the store and I bought, um, I bought some berries. Like they had this, I was so happy to find them at this store and I wish they had just bigger containers of it. Cause they had this one with like mixed berries it had, and they were divided. They were like in separate compartments. And I was like, yes, cause I don't want to buy whole containers of all of these. And I do want all of them. <laughs> cause usually when it's usually when I go up, it's like, I got to make a choice. Which one am I more in the mood for? Um, and it's usually blueberries, but um, yeah. So I got, a container of berries. I got some uh, some kiwis, which I should have been a little bit more diligent on the kiwis because, man, I chose some kiwis that just they were just not ready. They were just like not even to the point of ripeness where you you know like where you ideally want them, where you can like peel the skin off with no effort. Like just weren't there, and it was just gonna take forever for them to get there. And I probably should have sat them on a counter. <clears throat> so that um it could accelerate that that uh you know that riping phase but no they sat in the fridge and they were just forever hard so i literally got to the butt end of my week and couldn't even eat two of them <laughs> um cuz they were still kind of firm and what was the other fruit i bought oh some apples yeah some apples so like that'll be like lunch right like i'll eat up on some berries have some have an apple or whatever and then dinner is usually pretty well thought out um it'll either be like something like more protein but just more um i don't like to call it tangible protein because it's all tangible but like you know like actually cooked food so like i'll go and i'll get like just some grilled teriyaki chicken with no sauce right um, and I'll eat six, maybe eight ounces of that. Cause I usually get the large container. Um, and if I'm not having that, then I will have, um, I don't know, like I'll, I'll just have just, I, I'll just have like really smart choices. Like I don't do McDonald's. I don't do fast food, um, or like normal fast food. Like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in line to go and get, you know, McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or Jack in a box or whatever. Um, you know, I'm like really making really good choices. Um, and so that said, and, and I drink water like, and if it's not water, then it's green tea. And, you know, like that, that's basically been the rotation as far as like my caloric intake. And I know for a fact that, all of what I consume throughout a day doesn't even reach, you know, 3000 calories, um, let alone 2,500. Um, and then you, you know, couple that with the effort that I put in physically. So like after work, I will put in a five mile walk, which, you know, there's always, and there's always that argument, you know, and that was something that I was like researching for like so long, like, like, is it better to run? Is it better to walk? Which ones should I do? And it's just like, dude, as long as you're just moving, you're 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 at a benefit. You know, as long as you're moving, you're in a beneficial state. You know, just don't, you know, just don't rest on your goals and 
get it done and then just don't pay attention to it. Because I think that's where a lot of people, especially with myself, you know, get lost in the sauce because, you know, you do something for three days and then you want the results of forever. (laughs) It's like it don't work like that. Just stay in your lane, do your thing, keep it going. And eventually stuff will change, you know, and when it changes, then, you know, more power to you. But but when it changes, don't just stop, you know, like don't just give it up and be like, oh, I'm done. Like you got to you know, the, the whole point of it is not just to change for the moment is to like really change for yourself, for your lifestyle, for your life. I mean, that's how I'm looking at it. So that's been excuse me. That's been what I've been up to lately been working out a lot um walking a lot achieving my goals in that way and i've also still been playing a lot of video games so which i haven't played any this weekend and it almost made me so upset yesterday because i was running around um doing you know randomness actually man i almost died yesterday or at least i thought i did so so crazy story so um you know, like I was talking about the supplements and whatever. And like I said, the ghost stuff. See, I take the ghost stuff like when I'm like when I'm doing any kind of resistance training. Like if I'm if I'm doing resistance training, then I'll, I'll you know, I'll take the ghost supplements because they kind of help to push you through, um, you know, those sessions. So that's that, you know. Um, but in a time where it's just like, oh, you're just walking today or, you know, something really, really, really simple. Um, I was like, I still got to find a way to kind of, you know, get through that efficiently with a little bit of help. And I was looking online and I found this one, you know, I guess they call it solution or whatever. And people were saying like, oh, if you do apple cider vinegar with, uh, you know, inside your water with some lemon juice and this, that and a third, like, bro, you know, like this will this will cut your weight down significantly you know a lot of people you know gave testaments which i thought were complete horse crap you know like i like i never pay attention to the ones to say i only did this i only did this and i I did no exercise it's like because that's not the solution the solution is not to just to not exercise like i'm never going to be looking for that way out you know oh because because here's the thing if if you truly, I mean, and yeah, we're all different physically, so metabolically things could work for people that way. I don't know, but I'm no doctor. <laughs> but wouldn't you think that if it was that simple that shows like my 600-pound life wouldn't exist? Because I wouldn't care if I had somebody that was in my family and they were, um, you know, 600 pounds or over or whatever, Man, if seeing as how they couldn't get out of that bed, I would tell them straight up, you're not getting nothing but this apple cider vinegar, lemon juice and, you know, water. And that's going to be it. And you're going to like it and you're going to you're going to lose this weight. And that's going to be the end of it. You know, like if that, if that was the case, then it would be that simple. That show wouldn't even exist, dude. Um, But I was like, you know what? It's it sounds like it sounds like a healthy alternative. You know, there's nothing within those ingredients that I disagree with or that I think won't work for me. And, you know, I oh, my God, I fell into a trap, man. Not 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 the trap of the of the uh, the solution, because the solution's fine. 
but you you know when you hear some you you hear something good right and then you know you have access to you know emulating that goodness you try to amplify that because you're like oh well she only did this much but i'm gonna do this much because i'm different and no just do what they tell you in the video because you're gonna kill yourself um because <laughs> there was this one uh one lady that i really put my stock into and you know she same thing she was like apple cider vinegar you know you got to do the water you know a little bit of lemon juice you know and i loved how transparent she was she's like this shit is disgusting and i was like okay that helps me because i don't you know i don't want to go under this illusion that it's gonna be great and it's not and um and then she says, you know, like, a, uh, you know, she's putting in a dash of cayenne pepper, a dash of uh, ginger, dash of turmeric. And I'm like, OK, that all sounds great. And me, I'm not dashing. I'm like dumping. And <laughs> oh, my God, I, I just I yeah, just the dumbest. I was the dumbest. I was so dumb. And um, and it was so crazy because. I'm doing all of this on like a relatively empty stomach, like nothing in the tank. And so I'm fired up. Right. So I, I go on my walk and then I take that. And then I'm like cleaning out my car just to kind of keep my, you know, body moving, blood pumping, just kind of staying, you know, relatively active. And when I got done I lay it down and I'm watching some YouTube and then I start falling asleep. But then in falling asleep, I was like, my stomach is really bothering me. And it kind of dissipated and went away. And then I woke up again and I said, yeah, my stomach is really bothering me. And so like I stood up and I walked around and I like standing up got me a little dizzy and I'm like, Oh, and so, so I, um, I was like, Oh, I got to get some water. I got to get some water. So I go and I get a glass of water down that. And I go and I take a, you know, I sit down trying to like hope, hope, hoping that my body can just cycle through this uncomfortable feeling and then, you know, get me back regulated. That was not going to be the case. Sitting back down, I got dizzy again. I stood back up, tried to walk it off again. And um, and then I went and got another drink of water. But this time it was really hard to drink the water. It was super hard. And I'm like, this isn't right. This is not right. And so I got scared. I got scared. I was like literally like, you know, Put your index and your thumb really, really close, not even barely an inch. And that's how close I was to calling uh, paramedics. Like no elevated heartbeat or anything like that. No, no lagging heartbeat or anything like that. You know, everything in that respect was normal. But it was just something internally that I was just like, yeah, this is not right. And I sat down again. And then just immediately broke out in a cold sweat. Like, holy crap. I was, dude, I thought I was at the end. I was like, God damn that apple cider vinegar. <laughs> I was thinking about all the YouTubers and stuff. It was it was crazy. Um, but then I ended up um, 
thinking I was going to vomit and <clears throat> went to the restroom, handled my business and all was fine. And I think that I think that it was just I just need to get that crap out of my system because what because because first off, I overdid the ingredients like by a lot. So that was all on me. And um, yeah, that like that was my first time taking it. and they even tell you, I mean, they even do it with the with the actual supplements. They tell you like this is what we say to take in a day. You should take less if you're not used to this. And people were saying the same thing about the little home remedy like, yo, you know, this is the normal, but you might want to take half because you need to understand if your body's acclimated to it and, and or or. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to shock your body. And I think that's what I did yesterday. I think I shocked my body, um, which I didn't scare myself off of the the uh, um, wonder tonic, I'll call it. Um, I'll still do it, but I'm definitely going to be more cognizant about what I you know, how much I add to, you know, the overall ingredients and just take it one day at a time. It's no rush. Um, OK, so that's enough about me. Let's talk about these video games and stuff like that, because that's what we're here for. Um, yeah, um, you know, this the uh, Street Fighter beta is out, and I'm going to tell you, bro, I bowed out, because I thought that the beta was going to... Because here's the thing, dude. I'm not... Like, I can, I'm, I can competitive, competitively fight in a game... But I don't want that to be my first experience because that would that would have put me off, and and I knew it. So like I went into the beta, and you know I thought the little hub thing was cool. You know you walk around the hub, you see the other people that are there. Um, you know you you can go and you can sit down at an arcade cabinet so that you can initiate um, a round with a person. And I would like <clears throat> when I understood that. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna participate in this. Because the thing is, and I and I know I'm scary. Okay, that's great. But my thing is like I don't I don't want to jump into something and I've I've expressed this in the last show where they've given this game to every top ranked player in the world. Like top ranked people are playing with all the characters. You can't tell me they're not because they're producing YouTube videos out of it, you know, like which is something that I praise Capcom for because Capcom has been so confident in their transition of where of the direction the Street Fighter is going. They're letting everybody get a taste of it. I don't understand why they don't just release it early. Like, they, I mean, at this point, you should just release it and, you know, um, put out incremental updates if it's something that you forgot to do. Um which is kind of counter to me to counter to my 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 expressions about things like WWE 2K23 when I say oh this is this is half baked and they should have kept it in the oven for longer but I don't know like Street Fighter just seems like it's ready ready and you know like again I just I didn't want to jump into an environment where you know I'm going to lose right off the top like yes of course there's the 50/50 chance of winning and losing but you know again I felt like I'm I'm going to be in a place where people have already been investing all of their time into this and I'm going to be bad at it and then I'm going to lose three times in a row and then I'm just going to literally give up. 
and I don't want to give up on a game that I'm enthusiastic about playing. So I just I just left. I, I did. I left and I, I'm sorry about it. And um, I feel like I'm just going to wait until the actual game comes out, because the way that I enjoy playing fighting games is I like to, you know, um, go through the characters, find my groove, see what characters I want to invest my time and, and effort in learning how to play with them effectively um, and then you know eventually take myself online and test out those waters but yeah just jumping in and just losing straight out the back which I just felt like I was going to be doing I was like I'm not in for that so I might just play a little bit today I think it's still active today so I may play one or two rounds and just kind of um, validate my feeling and lose a couple of times I know you guys are like, why don't you just think about winning? It's like, dude, it's not that it's not that easy. Um, but you know, it's crazy because this is just this whole year, 2023, like I know like a lot of people are just like so enamored and you know, um caught up in thinking about like especially like with Final Fantasy 16, like like any any year Final Fantasy comes out is a hell of a year. Um but aside from that it's like yo this is like the year of fighting games and i don't like you 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 always wonder like do these do these freaking companies like are they like talking to each other in secret like are they like like are they emailing each other like yo we're putting out our our game in like next two years you're gonna get your shit together like it's just it's just so well connected on how everything is just kind of falling in place because Street Fighter is going to release in about a week and a half. And then Mortal Kombat is going to be out in two months. I believe two or two, three months. Like I think the thing is September. Yeah. So June, July, August. Okay, so three months, three and a half months. They'll be out. Um, That's not long. That's not long at all. That's not long at all. Three and a half months for something that we just now saw for the first time last week. That's insane. So they've been cooking this for a while and they haven't let anybody know. I, I was always under the impression that they were going to do another um, video game award reveal or do something crazy on YouTube or something like that. Um, but again, I, I, I appreciate the fact that they actually revealed it. And then you got Tekken 8 that's going to be coming early um 2024 which i'll still count as 2023 um but man it's just like all of all of the standout fighting games are making their returns and for the most part all of them have you know reinvented themselves uh you know for this new generation of players and you know they've given these games facelifts to really kind of uh you know just like they they def like I looked at that Mortal Kombat trailer. It definitely looks better than the last than the last game they put out. Um, Street Fighter definitely looks better than Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter Six looks better than Street Fighter Five. Um, Tekken Eight looks miles better than you know Tekken Seven. Just just miles better. So I'm I'm excited, dude. I'm I'm really excited for these fighting games coming out. I think this is going to be a really good year for fighting games i think you know this is going to be something that's going to resurge 
um, the fighting game community. I mean, I know they've never died and they stay, you know, alive and stuff like that. But just to have newness come out and then and then on top of that, it's like, man, like like I, I, I think I said this on the last show, like I've been really appreciating like how like Tekken's been like releasing information on characters like every single week which i think i'm due for a character this week i didn't i haven't seen anything this week um but i like how they're just slow leaking their information as far as their characters it's just it's just hyping my anticipation for that game um i'm pretty sure mortal kombat's gonna start doing the same thing i'm a little upset i'm a little upset with mortal kombat though because as as i said in the last show like you know, I, I know I said, like, I would love for them to continue or, or you know, uh, have a retelling of the first trilogy. I think they've done one better where they're where they're telling this narrative of resetting the entire universe through the power of Liu Kang becoming the, you know, fire thunder god or whatever he is. And, um, yeah, that trailer looks sick. Right. But going outside of that it's like you know we've already suffered like our first leak i guess they say on the italian uh amazon website which i don't understand how they are privy to this information like like do does the studio have to tell people their entire rundown of what they're going to offer in a game for dlc and stuff like do they have to do that because it just it just boggles me to think that nether realm would have been so you know i mean I, I don't i just i think it's stupid i think it's absolutely dumb i think i think it's dumb to have already decided who your dlc characters are going to be because what it tells me is that you don't really have your ear to the ground to see what it is that the fans would like to see because i really think that when it comes to dlc characters you should be listening to your community you should plan yourself out for your main game and what you know what that entails but when it comes to what you know you bring in addition you should definitely listen to your fans but they already had it set up on what they were going to do apparently um because i haven't seen this information but you know people are running with it and they're saying that it's gospel but they're saying that, you know, um, they already have their list of guest characters and supposedly it's going to be, um, uh, what is it? Peacemaker. Yeah. Peacemaker from the DC universe. Um, Omni-Man from Invincible and, um, oh, what's that one guy? The one from the boys. Damn it. I forgot his name. I really forgot his name, dude. I and and he and he was the first person I was thinking about, and I totally forgot his name. But the the real psychotic one, the the one with the American looking costume. Um, I'm gonna get it later in this podcast, and if I don't, then I'll get ripped up in the comments. But yeah, so um, they're gonna they're gonna supposedly be a thing, and I've been of the mindset that. I'm kind of over, you know, like, okay, so what I really wanted Mortal Kombat to do, I mean, this is just my perspective, so I'm only one person, but it would have been really cool if they would have just, like, taken this opportunity to not only address and re uh, retell the story of the original combat, but just do it on its own merit. Like, 
keep it with the characters that we appreciate, you know, and just don't be a ridiculous game. And I feel like that's what they always do. And that's what I, that's kind of like what I dislike. I dislike the fact that, you know, like they start off with this really serious tone and they do, they do it with injustice. They do it with everything. They start off with this really serious tone and, even like and see that and that's what got that's what has me like really messed up because it see it sounds like all of their guest characters in the first wave are going to be these ridiculous characters characters that just don't belong in the universe like there are characters that are in the mk universe that i would like to see back that aren't aren't even getting the first billing in potential dlc you know they're they're given to you know, characters that we are, you know, uh, affectionate towards from other mediums, which is fine, right? That's fine. But it's super ridiculous. And I feel like I feel like I will only be as interested in the new Mortal Kombat as it takes for them to release that DLC. Because once they release that DLC and and I start seeing those pictures of those characters show up in on the screen, I'm I'm gonna be disinterested. I'm going to be absolutely disinterested. Like I, I love Mortal Kombat. I just don't like when they go like, I didn't need Terminator and Rambo and, um, you know, RoboCop and stuff and spawn. Like, you know, I didn't need that in the last game. Like they could have just kept it super Mortal Kombat with just Mortal Kombat characters and just, just, I'm good. I'm super good. Um, but I understand that the majority rules, people like to see this stuff. Um, so more power to him. Um, it's going to be a good game, but it's not going to be better than Tekken 8. <laughs> I know that for a fact. And Street Fighter 6 is going to be dope as well. So, um, But that trailer, man, that trailer was so sick for Mortal Kombat. I did really enjoy that. I liked, I liked how, um, if you haven't seen the trailer, go see it and then come back and, and listen to the podcast. Um, but I like in the trailer that, like how like so they started off with a shot of Raiden uh kind of in a hut chilling being human crazy and he walks out in this uh this field you know looks like he's a farmer maybe a rice paddy or something like that and he's uh working alongside Kung Lao and it's so crazy because Kung Lao is sporting a hat that doesn't have like blades on it and it's just super weird it's so weird um they also go into a shot of uh scorpion and sub-zero or or i i guess i guess uh more directly because they aren't they aren't garbed out in like their you know lethal you know ninja suits so I guess I would say it would probably be Bihan and and uh, Hanzo Hisashi. So I yeah I think because yeah because they're totally human they're totally human like they still have it looks like Sub Zero still has his powers and uh, they did show Scorpion or Hanzo with the spear. Um, but and it was so crazy because like of course like you know because it's iconic it's like you show them face off because they are like they are like the franchise right and then like they have them facing off and then they have them turn side by side because there's a bigger threat in the universe um 
they showed some katana and some Molina, which they also look like they were kind of on good terms together, which is weird. Um, but the one part of the trailer that I really liked because, and the whole thing is being narrated by Liu Kang, which is cool. Um, and, uh, and obviously like they show him as like, like I said, this fire God, um, <clears throat> or fire thunder God. And, and then out of nowhere, this portal opens up and my, one of, one of my favorite Mortal Kombat characters, one of my top five, uh, Shang Tsung shows up and I'm so happy. Like I, I hope, I hope that, well, no, there is no hope because he's a, he's a DLC character. He's the first DLC character, which I don't know why they keep doing that to him and why, why? Well, no, that, no, that's why. So, so, so I'm assuming that he is going to be the big bad. I'm assuming that Shang Tsung is going to be the big bad and he's not going to be, he's not going to be playable for like the first month or so. He won't be playable. He'll be featured and he's going to be the guy that's going to be causing all the ruckus, but he's not going to be playable. Um, which also leads me to, to wonder if Liu Kang is going to be playable. I mean, cause considering that he's a fire God or fire thunder God or whatever, like, isn't he bigger than the tournament itself at that point? Like, I, I wonder because, and, and it also leads me to think that maybe there's going to be a threat bigger than Shang Tsung. Cause if in fact, you know, Liu Kang considers himself, you know, um, needed within the tournament, then there has to be something huge. And I'm thinking maybe it's going to be Onaga, which I would love to see make a comeback, uh, the Dragon King, or well, I don't want Inferno. I thought Inferno sucked. Um, yeah, Onaga. Yeah, give me Onaga. Bring back Onaga and just and just make him like one of the hardest bosses ever. <laughs> like seriously, I think that would be cool. And like yeah, that would that would definitely be a good point uh, to have uh, Liu Kang be a playable character and supposedly they uh they showed like they like they show Shang Tsung like brutalizing like everybody that they showed in the trailer like he's like gouging out eyeballs and stabbing people with like Wolverine style claws and just being real nasty to everybody but then Liu Kang seems to you know get angry at him and say look you're you know to to go against pieces to defy god and he he does this fatality to him which i really do hope that that is a fatality that you can perform um i also want them to listen i know this is going to sound crazy but i need them to get back to the point where the fatalities are like i don't i don't want the fatalities to be given and I know, I, I and and honestly, it's crazy because like I, to to say that is like to to ask the internet to like not engage in sharing information and whatever. But they're gonna do it. People are gonna find out these, you know, fatalities. They're gonna post them all on Game Facts and every other site that there is, and people are just gonna do them. And you know, like I liked it better. I like especially when I wasn't so into the internet when I would just like focus on the gaming. Like I would love when they had um, 
when they had the fatalities in the crypt, I do hope they bring that back. That's something I definitely hope they continue to move with going forward uh, in Mortal Kombat is the crypt. Because that, that is like the best altern- alternate um, me- alternate mode of spending my time in that game. Because like, I could sit there and I could fight and go through the story mode and be like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. And, you know, building up a currency through my investment in the game, you know, beating the game and, oh, you get 500 coins. And then going into that crypt and spending about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour spending my currency, you know, getting artwork and alternate costumes and fatalities and stuff like that was that that's cool. I definitely want them to bring that back. I am super, super hyped uh, for what they do in the addition of the main game outside of the DLC characters. Cause like I said, it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat. And I, I like I said, I think it's coming out September the 18th, um, which is not that far away. Um, what else? What else? What else? If you're a wrestling fan, um, I believe AEW fight forever. Um, is on the way. I think it's going to be coming next month. I think they say June 23rd or June 6th. I don't know. But it's sometime in June. Um, which is really crazy because, like, they've been really low-key about that game. Um, it's been, like, under, like, super wraps. We haven't heard much about it. Like, I remember they featured some gameplay, like, early alpha gameplay and i think it was like a year and a half ago or something like that and it definitely looks different it definitely looks better um you know i know that people were super happy because like they were able to secure the developer of the uh no mercy game from back in nintendo 64 um, cause people really enjoy that style of, uh, wrestling game, which is so funny because like everybody was so into, um, into no mercy and I was the opposite. I actually spent my time playing, um, WCW versus NWO cause that, cause same developer, they were the same exact developer. Um, and I, that was what I played. Cause I was, I like, at that time I was a super NWO fan, love NWO for everything they were doing. And, uh, you know, Goldberg was the man and it was just, yeah, it was WCW was definitely what I invested my time in. So I was playing that game. So everybody else was playing no mercy and stuff like that. I didn't get it. <laughs> I really didn't get it. But yeah, I mean the, the mechanics and how you, how you play the game is pretty, um, pretty, uh, comfortable i guess you want to call it and i think they also use that same um that same pattern of of play style with the uh def jam vendetta games i remember those games were super fun to play and um and i do want to say yeah it was the same developer who switched over and and uh developed those games back in the day um so People are kind of wanting to get back to that style of of uh, engaging a wrestling game. I'm all for it. Um, 
I looked at the new uh, trailer. It looks cool. You know, this is the other thing, though, and this this is the part that bothers me. And I know people get into the politics of wrestling, which I, you know, I'm I had a friend express something the other day. We were on a stream and he was like, yo, I don't really care what people do in your personal life. You know, like like, well, not not that he doesn't care, but, you know, it's like I agree. It's like people need to stop making a person's personal choices in their life unless they are detrimental and severely harmful to another human being. Like, I don't care what a person is doing. You know, if you're out drinking and you pick up DUIs, that's on you, bro. Now, if you kill somebody, then that's a whole different situation. But I don't, I'm not going to I'm not going to crucify you for the prospect of you killing somebody because you haven't. You haven't killed anybody. You're making stupid decisions, but you haven't killed anybody. You know, um, but it's kind of like the same thing. It's like I just, you know, like they like they're they're going through this thing about CM Punk, right? Is he going to be in the game? Is he not going to be in the game? Who knows? Like months ago, he was dead center on the cover of the game, dead center on the game. And then they had the controversy with him. He went in the back and they had a, a scrum um, uh, uh, interview session and media scrum. And um, yeah, he like, you know, he basically bashed on, you know, the active vice president of the company and this, that, and the third, and he was just going in on people. And then some physical altercation happened and, you know, people were beaten up, people were hit, people were concussed, people were bit and dogs were kicked. And it's like, dude, first off, I'm not going to judge off of speculation. You know, people like, I remember like when that whole thing went down, in all of what would be alleged, people were speaking like it was all facts. Oh, yeah, he totally did this. He did that. And it's like, dude, we don't know what happened. Nobody was there but CM Punk, you know, the people that uh, were, were, you know, who kind of were the aggressors in the situation or, or lack thereof. Maybe they weren't the aggressors. Maybe CM Punk was the aggressor. I don't know. But be it, be it, everything being said, I don't think that should have had any bearing on him being in a video game or not. I really don't. You know, case in point, I'm almost certain Jeff Hardy's going to be in the game. Jeff Hardy is a serial drug and alcohol abuser. And I'm not saying, I mean, people are challenged in life. It's life. Things happen. But there's also a level of forgiveness and you know, in, in, in an area where he, you know, he's living through a level of rehabilitation. Obviously, he's, you know, I, I would like to think that Jeff Hardy wants to finish his career off in a good light in people's eyes. I'm almost certain he's going to be in the game. So to so so wouldn't it be, you know, wouldn't it be, you know, um, more, more accurate for you to say, well, he's had some downfalls, so he shouldn't be in the game. It's like it's the same thing. And people there, there's all kinds of things you hear about so many different people. But again, I'm just like I, I'm, I express the same sentiment my friend did. What they do in their personal life is, again, as long as it's not 
harming a vast amount of people. I don't care. You know, oh, they had this big locker room fight and it was just crazy. Okay, people fight. Stuff like that happens all the freaking time. What do you want? Like, what do you want? I don't know what people want. No, actually, I do, because like this whole this whole generation, it, they're, they're, they're idiots because their point is always to crucify anyone who they feel like is not holier than thou. Like they everybody walks around here thinking that they are just, you know, the third coming of Christ. And, you know, like the minute somebody you know, steps on the left side of the tracks. It's like, oh my God, yeah, you know, he totally did that and it was intentional and 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 we just have to cancel and we just, we cannot have them in our society. And it's like, dude, shut up. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just mind your business. Do your thing. Be the best version of yourself and let other people work on themselves. Like we're so, we're, everybody's just so caught up in, controlling other people you know like it's crazy i want you to be like this can you just do this it's like no i'm gonna do what the hell i want to do but i but i hope i hope seeing punk is in the game honestly um because the funny thing is is you know on, on a side note with wwe 2k23 being as good as it is and it is a good game you know a little couple of glitches here and there but one thing I've been really satisfied with and very impressed with is that, and I talk to my other friend about this all the time, when WWE games were being made, you know, five years ago or whatever, what they put out was what you got, and you didn't get anything outside of that, unless it was like planned DLC. So any kind of incremental improvements or whatever, forget about it. The game wasn't going to improve. It wasn't going to get better. But they've changed that culture and approach through 23. Well, really, uh, at the start with 22, because 22 was like the effort, the first effort of the new developers that came on board um, once uh, Ukes um, no longer was producing and developing the game. Um, and 23 is kind of like their magnum opus. Like, this is their real coming out. Like, the first... You know, 22 was like their acclimation point. This is them at the peak. And like I said, they've done a good job. And they've done nothing but spectacular things since the game released, you know, months ago. You know, it's like they put out updates all the time. And it's updates that matter. It's like, like the one thing that I really dislike, I really dislike when like updates come out for things and like they don't tell you what it is like i totally hate that um like and and if they do tell you like if they do have like patch notes or whatever like the patch notes are like so technical it's just like i'm not gonna read through all this why can't you just give it to me simply we made it so that you don't have to have the bandana on hogan or um the hair should be more fluid on Asuka or we put this finisher move inside the game because we realized that we had her old finisher and this is her current finisher, you know, um, uh, you know, like just tell me simply what you did. <clears throat> all the, all the technical fixes and stuff. I mean, you can just put it up. You can put it under bugs and fixes and, and, and I don't care about all that stuff, but the, but the little things that you know, I care about and you know that I'm 
paying attention to as a gamer like let me know about those things and they for the most part they have um i'm still not a big fan of how their dlc goes and i think that's just a wwe thing or i i don't know i think that's a 2k thing i think that's a 2k thing because they like like this this is just one example so they so their first dlc is called the pretty sweet pack and uh comes with a uh, uh, two two tag teams. One called, I think they're called Pretty Deadly, and it's this guy group that <clears throat> dances around in lingerie and beats people up. I don't know. Um, I've never seen them. And then there's uh Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson of the OC. Bro, they should already be in the game. They should have already been in the game. Like they're not DLC characters. They've been in like they've been in two K games before. So what makes them DLC today? You know, like that that that's kind of like my argument. I feel like DLC is for characters that that um either they haven't been in the games for for a while or they haven't been in the game at all. Like that's what I feel like DLC should be about. Um. And I feel like the one thing that I would express is that they are severely lacking in the amount of legends that they have in the game. Like, I don't know. Like, where are your Hacksaw Jim Duggins? Where's your Paul Orndorff's? Where's your, you know, like, where are the people that, you know, me, because I, I grew up watching wrestling in the 80s, 90s, you know, like, so there are certain people that I remember and they're just not in the game but then it's also that factor that you know you got a lot of people that had a lot of personal problems like i don't think we'll ever see a jimmy snooker in the game again ever you know which is weird but it's never gonna happen you know we'll never see chris benoit in the game ever 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 it's just never gonna happen um and to and you know outside of outside of those points I wonder about the rest of them. I bet you all kinds of money that by the time they do 2K24, they'll have Billy Graham, who just recently passed away. But it's like, why wait until it's too late to commemorate the legendary status of particular people? And and I and I could be totally left on all this. Maybe, you know, maybe they are making the effort to reach out to these people and they're just like declining. Um, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. But I would, you know, I mean, I don't know. Money talks, BS walks, and I, I, I don't, I don't see anybody turning down any significant amount of money just to be put in a freaking game. Hey, Sean Mooney, we want to, we want to, uh, pay you, you know, um, uh, uh, an amount so we can put your likeness in the game as color commentary. You just, you know, record a couple of phrases for us and, and you know, we're just going to put you in a DLC. A few thousand dollars for your voice and your face. Uh, I take it. <laughs> I take it. 15,000. Sold. <laughs> um, what else have I been playing? What else have I been doing? Um, Age of Wonders 4, been playing a lot of that, um, mostly been playing 
at my desk at work. Um, <laughs> uh, when I get some downtime, I love playing that game. It's like if I had to describe Age of Wonders 4, um, I'd say it's like a medieval or majestic style civilization game. It's the same exact format with like your fog of war and um you know you have your your civilization leader they aren't world leaders they aren't renowned people that we know through history or anything like that um what I love cuz I I heard a lot about this and I was a little intimidated when I first heard it they were like oh you know you can totally um make your um you can make your your leader, you know, like from you can just like customize them from just the jump. Um, and and I and yeah, I, I made several different leaders, and I've started over several different times. Because the thing about Civ games that I find difficult is that, and and I mean it's it's kind of funny because it's like it's not even the difficulty; it's just a realization that this is how the world works. I mean, not everybody's going to like you because like when I go through my game, I'm just I'm being very harmonious and I'm just building farms and, you know, just, you know, I'm putting very little into, uh, you know, military standing. And then all of a sudden somebody comes and they check on the fact that I don't got no military. And then they're like, we're raiding all of this. And it's like, dude, I was just on my way to being farmer of the year like maybe i should just go play stardew or something but no it's it's fun man i I love it um i love how you can name your leaders and stuff like that and they got enough customization uh in the styles area to where people can look like uh you know certain no notable characters and other points of lore and stuff like that um i think my latest uh character her name was evil lynn um if you know evil lynn from uh the he-man cartoon um yeah it's 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 a super cool game there's a there's a lot to learn though there's a super lot to learn um on the side that you can customize like everything um up to the appearance and armaments that you're that your lackeys have to what kind of attributes they carry over like they could have poison arrows or they can have frost blades and it's just like all kinds of stuff you man you can customize them to the to the t um you know it it it, it, but it is it is very technical you know it is a very technical game um it is a lot to unpack but it's one of those games that if you just invest the time and learn incrementally uh, what things best serve, you know, your way of playing. Because, yeah, you might want to be a very militant player. Um, what I what I miss about, you know, games like Actual Civilization that I, I like they have they have a version of it, but it's not quite the same. So, like they have like a tutorial voice that kind of speaks to you when new factors come up 
uh, through your journey, you know, like they'll, you know, they'll have a voice that just kind of comes out and says, Oh, you know, this, that, and the third. And, you know, you want to do that. You might want to do this, that. And I liked it. I liked, I liked civilization when they, when they had like, they had the implementation of like the advisors. So like you had like your cultural advisor, you had your financial advisor, um, and then you had your military, uh, advisor and they, you know, like they would literally, tell you like yeah you might want to focus on you know getting a couple of units for military purposes because we don't want to be seen as weak or you know you need to focus on uh flourishing artistically because your people are bored in the city and you don't want them to renounce you because you're not taking care of the actual city it's like i i like that because it's 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 not so much that you're holding my hand but you're allowing me to understand the options that are available because I, I could totally be taking this one dimensionally. Cause like I said, every time, every time I play, I go into the game and the only thing that I think of, or the first thing that I'm thinking of is I need to feed my people in the abundance that they will grow. So I need to make sure I got enough farms. I got enough fish fishing going on. I want to be right close to, plains i want to be right close to coastal lines and i just want to take care of all of that and then by the time i get good in taking care of that um that's when that's when potential war starts and then something something that that's crazy and i had to figure it out because i was always wondering like in the first uh few times i played the game i was like why is it that i only have like one city like where are the settlers Cause like that's a civilization thing. Like civilization, you, you know, you got your your first settlers, and you settle your founding city, you know, your capital, if you will, and then after a certain amount of time, you can build another settler, and they can go out and settle another city that starts off as kind of like an outpost, but then it can grow into an actual you know city that thrives on its own, and you want to kind of connect them and this, that, and the third. And I wasn't doing any of that. Like my main city would be growing, but I'd have like opposition that would have like like a capital and three sub cities. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? Um, but it's like it, it's literally as simple as just go taking your character and just pressing a plot on the on the map and just saying build an outpost. As long as you have the necessary resources. You can build an outpost anywhere. You can build it anywhere. Now, there there is the factor, just like with civilization, you know. Well, actually, in civilization, they don't they they don't attack you right away, or they don't warn you right away. Like you could build it, you could build a a um, a territory, and then it could either be close to, or expanded upon, and then like that other leader will let you know like yo listen listen you're a little too close for my liking and i don't i think we need to settle that and it's like you can either walk away or you tell them go f they self or whatever and they tell you right from the jump on on age uh age of wonders like they'll tell you right from the jump like you you say build outposts they're like yo 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 you're gonna you're about to build this and it's gonna be next to somebody that might not like it you know but um, what one other thing that I haven't been able to navigate 
as efficiently is the negotiation process because i don't know like when i'm clicking certain things like i'm not getting those confirmations that you know certain aspects or or decisions are being uh accurately selected like i don't hear chimes and i don't see anything reacting on screen so like i always just say goodbye so like you know like because i i you know i'm one of those people that if i have you know, if I, if I have like a lot of gold or whatever and I'm next to a city, I yeah, that would be a welcoming gift. Like I would love to just go to the city next to me, introduce myself as the leader from, you know, whatever capital. And also here's 500 coin. That would just be the best. But I don't see how to do that. I probably need to go and look at some uh, frequently asked questions or something like that or look on Reddit or whatever. But yeah, I I love the game. I I really do love the game. I think it's, I think it's an awesome game. I don't want to call it a time waster. It's definitely a uh, technical Marvel. Um, It's, it's really a good alternative to a civilization game because, you know, civilization is always just about, you know, the retelling of history um you know just from your perspective like okay where we're choosing you know the united states and uh or north america or however they have it laid out and this is the leader we're choosing and we're going to do this expand over here and we're just going to be great at science um it's like that but the fantastical sense of it all the majestic sense of it all the uh fantasy of it all it just makes it a little bit more entertaining you know there's there's knights there's cat people there's rat people and mole people and dead people and you know um frozen plains there's you know there's forest where there are big giant monsters there's hidden passages and there's just a lot of stuff to do and i and i'm just going to continue to love that game for as long the only thing the only thing that i'm 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 upset about though and i just wanted to say this because i want this on record like i'm i'm so tired of just these gouging prices for like extra content it's just weird because like here's the thing now the game itself is i think the game normal price is 40 bucks it's 40 or 50 bucks i'm trying to look it up right now but they want you to turn around and spend another 50 bucks just on dlc it's like yeah it's yeah the game the game the game itself is 50 bucks it's 49.99 okay so 49.99 you'll get the game and then let's see i'm I'm gonna look up this dlc um yeah 49.99 if you if you want the expansion pass it's another 50 bucks it's another 50 bucks. It's like, why? Why? Like, and, and I get it. It can be things that are, that are, you know, expanding the story, which to, you know, not, 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 a, not as a discredit, not as a shot, but I don't see much of a story going on. You know, like there's really nothing in the narrative that that's telling me any particular way that I'm progressing. I mean, I understand that I'm growing my culture and my society and, you know, but there, I don't see like a clear cut goal or a finish line. 
I just I just see that I'm enjoying that I'm building this society that is thriving for as long as nobody uh, declares war on me. And that's about it. Um, but I but I'm but again, one, one of the other aspects that I will say is that I haven't I haven't, you know, taken much time to go beyond like the starter levels because I because I'm because I knew that I was going to have to take a moment to get acclimated to you know the buttons and you know the layout and everything else and you know we're getting there we're getting there um so that's my only gripe with the game but it's a great fantastic game uh if you like uh what do they consider this a real-time strategy i think they do yeah i think it's like a real-time strategy game it's i mean it's civilization it's it's literally like civilization so if you like civilization um i would definitely recommend uh, this game um outlast the outlast trials just picked that up this weekend came out this friday um man that, that game snuck up on me because i guess um i'm hearing that uh they had they had a they had a open beta out at one point but i think that was on consoles or is the game on consoles i'm not sure but i know that i know the uh game just came out on pc uh this past friday and i was actually intrigued i'm not a big outlast fan i'm not really into the whole you know like like i like scary games but i also like scary games where i actually have an ability to fight back um you know when you leave me with nothing but a camera uh or you know little to just little to nothing yeah that's not a good look for me you know, um, but I was kind of intrigued with this one. And I think what I was intrigued by was, uh, which is kind of funny because this is usually what I don't invest in. And that was the cooperation aspect. Cause I was like, Oh my God, you mean I can actually play through this game with other people and they could actually help me not be so scared of whatever. Like, yeah, you can, but you know, um, I got into the game and I did, I did, I did initially meet this one person and it was kind of funny. And and I, I only met this one person because they invited me to their game. So I was just like, okay, I'll go in your game. Um, but, you know, one thing about publicly playing with people that you don't know is that you just don't want to hear them. <laughs> I just didn't want to hear them because I didn't know what it was he was going to say i was sitting at my desk it was on lunch um and i was like i'm just going to try it out for a minute and see because i was pretty sure i was going to die within 30 40 minutes so i was like you know i'm prepared um and i mean the first thing soon we connect i mean just so loud yo 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 i'm like see yeah this is why i don't play multiplayer games because i don't need you like you're that person like you could politely say hello you don't need to do the yo 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 thing like i like i can hear and then it's like it's it's kind of disheartening because it's like i'm not invested in the same level of communication that you are like i can follow the leader pretty well and it's a, it's that type of game it's a follow the leader type of game like does it serve a purpose to speak and communicate yes i'm certain it does i'm certain that a person or peoples that have, you know, verbal communication are probably going to get way further in the game 
than I am just following a person doing, you know, whatever they're doing. I guess you could consider they are carrying me in some sense. Um, but I didn't have a way to talk back to him. So that was another kind of down on the experience. And I was a little upset. I was just like, dude, like, just let's just play. And he and, you know, like one of the things that, that I find funny and may, maybe maybe he was leaning on me. Maybe he thought I knew what to do or something like that. But this is my first time playing this game. And I hadn't played an Outlast game since Outlast 2, which oddly enough, I was speaking to one of my friends about my Outlast experience. I said the last time I played Outlast, <clears throat> I was walking in a field. It was in a demo and it was in a field and I looked over in the cornfield and somebody was standing there staring at me. I complete, I can, I shut the game off entirely, deleted it off my system. And I never went back and played because it was that freaking frightening. Um, and yeah, I was just like, I, I don't, you know, like I'm not going to have that experience right now because you're going to be here and we're going to go through this and no like totally he, he totally kept stopping and starting and i think there was only one point where he actually said something that was useful and that was when he told me don't walk on the glass and i was just like okay so you know this is one of those games where you know every little every little detail matters like and i and i started to learn that because like they they'd have like uh cans hanging on strings and i'm like oh my god you know soon you know soon, you, you could just you could just run and the minute you cling cling cling, cling then all these monsters are gonna come out and i'm just not prepared for that um but i yeah like i actually had to end that game quick i i just i got out of there i totally got out of there um but I'm but I'm excited for the potential of when I do because you can get up to I think you can have up to four or five people in one party, um, and you you definitely need them and and here's why I say you need them because the objectives, but okay so I say you need them but I'm not quite sure how those objectives would would uh, change based on the players that you have involved because like okay so they have this one stage in particular right and you know there's like there's like a ton of stuff to do so like 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 for instance they have this one where they're like okay the uh the the lights went out you need to go restart these two generators well if there's five people there's an easy way to kind of divvy up the work and make sure that everybody's safe and that, you know, we're well taken care of because what you can do is you can have, you know, two people go look for the gas cans for the generators, two people standing watch, making sure that nobody's coming. And then you could have that one person that's, you know, uh, standing by the, the major objective um, once you guys are done with the secondary one. You know, so there's ways to do it. Right. And when you're by yourself, those objectives are still applicable. So it's kind of like there are still two generators that need to need to get turned on and you still have to, you know, find this key and that key and whatever. And it's like and, and, I, and that was that was the point where I knew I needed more players like I had to find five separate keys 
And these keys were in five radically different places. And I said, I would never, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. And, and I, and I had, I had suffered through it like a few times. Like there, like I had actually got to this point where, um, cause I, cause like I got, I got to a point where like I got one key and then like some way, somehow I would get killed and it would just be like, Oh my God, I'm just never going to survive this. <clears throat> and then I got to the point in the game where, um, I actually found all the keys. I got them all. I was like, Oh my gosh, <clears throat> I'm actually going to finish this level and, you know, and actually do something good for a change. <laughs> and, um, and it just amplified, man. I like, I, I get the keys. I open all the doors. I, I get the, I, you know, I, I get from point A to point B and then they're like, now you have to, you know, hit these switches. And then you hit the switch, you hit the first switch, and then next thing you know, they they're sending people after you. And it's like, dude, if if it was if it was four people here, then everybody would be able to focus on something. But I have to run away from this monster. I gotta hit these switches. I gotta oh my god, it was so maddening. And this was at the very, very end. This was at the very, very end. I knew it was the end. Um, it was my last objective and I was so mad. I was just so, so, so mad. Um, but I was more mad at myself. Cause like I said, at the end of the day, I know I'm going to have to bite my, <clears throat> bite my lip and just accept help, accept online, uh, people into my life and just get over it. Now I'm excited because they actually have, cause they, it's called outlast trials. And so, like, the objective of the game is for you to just kind of go through these, quote unquote, trials where they're, you know, seriously trying to kill you. But, you know, your survival really counts towards their major goal with you in the game and whatever. And they letter grade you in the game and stuff. And it, th that that is probably one of the funniest things in the game is when they letter grade you because, like. They they give you like four chances in one session to like beat it, and they'll tell you like you know you only got three more tries. Um, but once you're like done, 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 if you die like all those times, you get a big fat F. <laughs> you get a big fat F, and then like it's kind of like funny because it's kind of like Fallout, you know, like like you got the corridors and stuff like that, and old school TVs and stuff like that. At every single television was like F. And I'm just like feeling so bad walking back to my room. <laughs> and then they got characters that are like, uh, like, like the whole thing, the whole thing's crazy. Cause it's like, you're in this facility and you have people observing you. Like you could even be like, you could literally turn around a corner and then you'll run into like a window where there's like a doctor taking notes observing you while you're going through this trial it is so creepy it's like what the heck um they're almost as bad as the monsters but i thought it was really funny when i when i failed my mission and the doctor was like no wonder uh no wonder you were no good in society or something something to that effect like basically i'm worthless and then and and this is before i gotta walk down this hall with all these tvs it just says f um 
but you do the trials for um for the improvement of your character and the improvement of the team and um you get money and then the money is spent on cosmetic things in your room um you have your own room which is kind of cool like so you know when i you know when you're when you're in this hub um you are very specific to your environment so you going in your room nobody else can come in there it's your stuff um and you can change everything from the wallpaper to the rug to the sink to the stuff on your on your cabinets you can put cards or cereal boxes or globes and all kinds of junk um very cosmetic game um you can change the cosmetic of your actual character like my character right now is like completely barefoot wearing a pair of dockers and a um and a really really tight sports activewear shirt that is burgundy and you know i'm really just trying to amplify my experience so that i could at least get some shoes on this bastard um but yeah it's a it's a it's a really interesting game it's a really fun game um I think when I'm done with this show, I am going to go and give it the old college try again. I'm probably going to get on so I can actually talk and hear people, which I just don't want to do, but I will do it. And we will see how much better I'm able to get through. You could throw bricks at people. You could throw bricks at people. So that's cool, actually. I like because, like I said, I don't like games where they just like completely put you against the odds, and like the only thing you have to lean on is like running and hiding. Um, but like, yeah, they got bricks in the game, and you could. But the bricks don't feel weighty, though. They don't feel weighty. They feel really soft. They feel like Twinkies. Cause like I threw a brick at a person and it busted on their head, and like I wanted to hear the crash. I wanted to feel the vibration. I wanted to hear the grunt of my character because if I'm throwing a brick at somebody's head that's chasing me around trying to kill me, I'm going to, man, I'm going to give it everything I can. And you just don't feel that. So hopefully they fix that because, like, that's that's huge. Because, like, they, I mean, and it's funny because, like, they react to it like that. They react like you, you know, had the power of God behind you and, and you know, you just really gave it all your effort. Like, they definitely react but in the reaction you just don't feel it and they also have like coke bottles in there well not coke but soda bottles and i think the soda bottles you can you can use those to you can either use those to also throw at them or you can use them to distract them like you can throw them in a corner somewhere else and they'll react to that corner instead of chasing you down a corridor or whatever there's different ways to play. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to learn it because it seems like it's a lot to learn. Um, I do like I, I I did at one point get a little scared because I was like, oh, is anybody playing this game? But um, I actually logged in last night and played a little bit. And there was there was a good handful of people that were in the hub. Um, I don't know how many servers they possibly have. You know, it wasn't like overflowing because because in the game, um, when they show like the facility or the ward or whatever, I think in total it's probably like 
24 rooms. So I would assume that there are like 20, you know, like there, there, there's a room for each person that's logged in. So, you know, like, like 24, 24 unique users can be logged in in one game uh, so that they can be divvied off into, um, you know, teams or whatever. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm actually interested. I, I want to keep playing. Um, I just really want to get past that first level. <laughs> I really do. It, it's so hard. It's called like, I think it's called like kill the snitch or something like that. And you're in a jail. Um, and you have to, you have to run from a, from a, um, a gay cop, which is really cool. Cause he's like, what did he, he says something to me. It's like, you're trying to turn me on. Well, here. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he, cause when you're trying to, <laughs> when you're trying to do the generator, he's like, oh, you're trying to turn something on Well, here I am, bitch. <laughs> like, uh, dude. Oh, but he has this nightstick that has this, uh, it's actually like a cattle prod, um, which he chases you around and tries to shock the hell out of you. And he enjoys shocking his groin and it's really weird, but yeah, we'll play some more of that later. Um, you know, something, uh, that I haven't been doing quite as often as I used to in it's going to the movies. Last movie I went to go see was Super Mario Brothers. And since then, we've had so many movies come out. And I just have not been enthusiastic about any of these films that have been out. Like, I wanted to see Dungeons and Dragons, but I haven't heard enough good about it to like really stamp my my commitment and say, okay, I'm gonna go see this. Um there's another film that I wanted to see called Sisu. Um, I think it's like it's like a World War II film. This I think he's a he's I think he's a Polish guy who is like he he finds a gold vein and uh, the invading Germans come over and they try to take his gold and uh, yeah he just he really goes ham on him. Um, it's one of those films that's like crazy because like from the from the jump you look at it and you're just like I don't get this and when you turn around and you go watch it it's like it's like unexpectedly great like that like there was a film like that that I recently watched it was called like Nobody and it was so funny because like I would see this film in Walmart's and in Targets and it was just a film of this man being punched in the side of the head. Uh, with a really bruised up face and I was just thinking like is it a comedy like what is this like I didn't get it and I watched that film and yo that that film is probably that's you know John Wick was was just like that for me I still remember the first time I saw John Wick I I will never forget when I saw John Wick because I used to go to, when I when I used to go to the movies or at least not, not let's not even say used to let's just say my philosophy when it comes to going to the movies is just go to a movie just to enjoy whatever's there. You know, it in 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 the normalcy of being interested in just theater I would go and I would just see a title and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to watch that." And that's what I did with uh John Wick. I knew nothing 
about John Wick. I knew nothing about John Wick. And then I remember him having the issue with the guy at the gas station. I was thinking, oh, this guy's a dick. And then, you know, to break in his house and whatever, um, you know, and, and, and do what they did to his dog and whatever. Like, I was just like, this is some st- this is some sadistic stuff. Like, what are we watching? Like, this is Keanu Reeves. I know he's the Matrix guy. He'll always be the Matrix guy to me. No, no. I quickly, quickly got got rid of that when um when they invaded his house. Um when when they invaded his house when he put on the black suit again. Yeah. Yeah, that no. <laughs> when that that whole that whole scene still lives in my head rent free from start to finish like just crazy um i think all the other john wicks are fine but like the unexpected nature of how great that film was it was just like how nobody was where it was just like you just didn't expect what you saw and i think sisu is one of those films just like that like you you get the premise of like oh it's just this you know this polish farmer and he finds a gold vein and he's gonna be rich and blah 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 and you know they take his gold so what does he do and it's like well you see what he does but i i i don't know like i haven't been able to get myself up to go see that um for as much as they've been advertising evil dead rise like i haven't gone to go see that i think i'm just i i think like evil dead is a fun franchise but it's not one of my favorite horror franchises um i feel like i feel like evil dead is gross just to be gross um kind of kind of in the same way that i felt like with saw back in the day like i just felt like saw is just just you know they're only releasing these movies just just to outdo the grossness that they did in the last film like it's not the the plots are not going to get any better the stories are not going to get any more interesting it's just how can we up the level of how gross this stuff is and i feel like that's why i didn't go see evil dead because it's like it's just grossness for the sake of grossness and you know i i just i wasn't really into that um fast and furious 10 it's another you know it's just listen i'm i'm all for people going out and enjoying you know nice adrenaline films and stuff like that but this this is one of those things it's like it's like I haven't been invested in Fast and Furious for like a while. I think the last time the last time I got into Fast and Furious, um, Jason Statham was the bad guy in the film. Now he's one of the good guys in the film. Like it's so crazy to me. Like that that's how they that's how they do this franchise. It's so weird. Um, I don't know. Like I think. Is, is John Cena still in the like? Yeah, it's like you know, Char- Charlize Theron is in the film. She was, she was, you know, at one point she was like the bad person. Um, everybody's a bad person, and then you give them another film, and all of a sudden they're racing right next to the people that they were fighting in other movies. Um, I heard that The Rock was in uh the new fast and furious but i'm not sure i don't really care i know he tried to spin off the uh he tried to spin off his own franchise off the fast and furious films which failed 
Um, because, it, and I've been saying this forever, been saying it forever, Dwayne Johnson is at a point where it's oversaturation. It's too much Dwayne Johnson too quickly. He's been, he's been, he's been the top billing in movies for the past decade, decade and a half. He's been in so many movies that it's just, it's tiring. It's tiring. It's like I, and whenever, and I, I, I will tell you seriously, when I see Dwayne Johnson's name on a film, I purposely make a point to not see it. I, I do. I, I purposely make a point. If I, if, if he's, if his name is on the film, I don't want to see it because at this, because at this point, I've gotten to a level of of looking at his characters and just finding that they're all exactly the same. It doesn't matter what film he's in. They're all the same. They're all the same. You know, it's like it, it just I don't know. He just doesn't he doesn't translate well for me, you know. And it's just certain films where I just I'm just like, "Bro, you're being ridiculous." Like, why the hell was he in Jungle Book? Like, and the funny thing is, you haven't heard anything about that film. Like, did that film make the money back that it, it you know, they spent on it? And why would I, why would I need some big buff Pacific Islander freaking guiding my boat around, you know, the Jungle Cruise? You know, like, did I say Jungle Book at first? I think I said Jungle Book. Uh, yeah, Jungle, the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I meant if I said Jungle Book. Um, what else? And he's in the Jumanji films. Those are just trash. Um, you know, and then everything he does with Kevin Hart, like I just, I'm just not into his brand of action comedy. Like he was, he was good when, you know, when he was still kind of unexpected in his roles, you know, like you didn't know if he was going to be any good. Like when, like, I remember when he started in that one film with uh, Sean William Scott. I think it's called The Rundown. Like that was good. That was good. Um, I remember when he's in that one film. It was called uh, Faster. That was good. But then he started doing films like San Andreas. You know, um, it just everything that just I mean, get smart like. You know, like all these films just like he would just say yes to any and everything. And it was just like weird. It was just weird. And I just I, I, I was I, I've just I've been super over him for a long, long time. And yeah, just if he's in Fast 10, then OK. I know they got uh, Jason Momoa in the in the movie. I know they got Brie Larson in the movie, um, which is which is crazy because it's like. I think Brie Larson seems like a really good person outside of the stresses of what Marvel is. And I think I'd, I'd enjoy her better if she just wasn't invested in Marvel. Cause I'm very serious about Marvel and I think she could just do other things that don't weigh on my emotions so heavily. Like I, you know, like I got better ideas of Captain Marvel than, than Brie Larson, but that's just a whole different bag of tricks. Um, and then Guardians 3, speaking of Marvel, another film that I'm just not going to see. I've never been a Guardians fan, and I, and that's okay. I've never been a James Gunn fan, and that's okay. Um, 
you know, there's all this stuff about, you know, him and, uh, you know, running the DCU and all this other jazz. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, dude. I'm going to go and I'm going to see Superman Legacy. And if it's anything, if it's anything like, if it has any inkling of like Guardians in it, like if it has any kind of comedic, you know, like brouhaha, like, oh, we're just broing around, like I'm I'll never see another DCU film after that. Unless it's the Batman. Or the Joker too. And I you know, and and then like I'm trying really hard to like psych myself to see the Flash, which is coming out pretty soon. But I, I, you know, like the thing that the thing that bothers me, and I've said this already, is just kind of like, are we living in a double standard where you know you have this individual in Ezra Miller who, you know, has been publicly unruly and unsavory and you know abusive to people, and then you have allegations upon a person like Jonathan Majors and you know there's a speculation that he's going to be dropped from Marvel. Now yes, Marvel and DC two different entities. They can do two separate things with the stars that are in their films. But it's really a, it's really a different social standard if one person who's who's it's documented his abuses gets to, you know, feature and star in a film where we have to question whether another man is able to move on and and actually make a living for himself and his family. It's just weird. And that's why I sort of, no, I, and I do, I, I invest in the belief that we should just stay out of people's personal business, what they do in their personal time, short of harming other people, we should stay out of it. You know, even when, you know, like that's why, that's why there's a key word allege you know like it's an allegation you know somebody is saying that you did something we still have to prove that you did this you know but there's no allegations in the stuff Ezra Miller did because it's it's sitting there on videotape he's choking a woman he's hitting a woman you know like like I don't know it's just weird so yeah Guardians 3 another film I haven't seen won't see not a James Gunn fan. Um, I just don't like his brand of comedy. I just don't. And Chris Pratt's cool, but I never took him seriously <clears throat> um, in the role of Star-Lord. Um, I'm not so invested in Rocket Raccoon where I need a big origin story for him. Like, you know, he was always a throwaway character in my eyes. And yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, once I, once I understood what the potential premise was, I was just like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. And it's not. And that's okay. Like I said, that's okay. Everybody has an in and an out that they want to invest in and that, or what they don't want to invest in. And that's kind of mine. Um, I have a closing question and this is something that I was thinking about because I was playing a game I can't remember what game I was playing and before the game started 
they asked if um if I suffered from arachnophobia, the fear of spiders. And I guess there's like if you choose no or you choose yes, I have arachnophobia, then I guess you would forego an entire experience within a game or they would just negate to implement a certain feature in the game that had to do with that particular fear. My question is, should games, should developers accommodate for the anxieties or the phobias of players? And I mean, it's a really, it's a really crazy question. And I think, I think the answer is going to be subjective because everybody's going to have their particular view on it. My, my personal view is no. I don't think that we should, I think the game was Harry Potter. Just now that I think about it, I think it was Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter was the game that said, hey, do you suffer from arachnophobia? Da, 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 da. And you choose yes or no. Um, but I, I don't I don't think I don't think games should worry about how anxious or 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 you know what phobias they're triggering in me as a player. Um I think the only thing that they should focus on are things that you know um can trigger some kind of uh, medical emergency, like you know, like with the flashing lights and seizures. You know, I, I you know, I, I would assume that's serious for a lot of people. Um, but I think the most that you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope because again, I don't I don't think that we should have to have the option. I feel like if I feel like if so here, so here's the thing. We're gonna use me as the example. I have two major fears in my life. Two, well, no, three. I have three. I am deathly scared of snakes, like deathly scared of them. Um, can't even stand the images of them. Like when I come across images of snakes thumbing through YouTube, it's like I literally have to go, and I will say don't ever recommend anything from this person's page i don't care if it's only one snake video they got and they got a hundred other ones that i'd be interested in i I don't ever want to see this person's page period like i cannot stand snakes um the other thing is heights but i think height but heights heights is something that is circumstantial for me because i can be in high places, I can stand against uh, I can stand against a pane glass looking down at the city. But there are other aspects like um, like if I'm at a stadium and, you know, <clears throat> you know, you got the stadiums that have like the really narrow footing and it's just extremely steep and it's just like you just you can already envision the accident before it happens like that triggers my anxiety 
Um, if I am on, you know, if I'm going, you know, um, sometimes I can be going up some stairs. Maybe I'm in a, um, maybe I'm taking stairs instead of an elevator. Um, sometimes the circular motion of going up in ascension, it, it kind of triggers the anxiety. Um, which I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. I could not tell you. I could not tell you. It's like, and it's one of those things where like, literally, like, the anxiety starts to creep. And then like, I have to, like, I have to grab the handrail. And it's literally because I feel like the handrail is going to save me. Right. And I can only be up, I can only be up two, three stories. And if, and in that, just that circular motion once, twice, I got to find the handrail. Cause this is gonna, this is gonna take me out. And the funny thing about it is that in games, it's a whole lot worse. Now, my other fear, and this is something that doesn't translate. Well, no, it actually does translate to games because I've had I've had this happen in game. Um, my other my other anxiety is um, is I don't know if it's cars or if it's speed because I drive, and there are times I drive fast. But like, let's say if I let's okay, so you got the option. You can either take the highway or you can take the streets. I always prefer to take the streets. Because I can't because because in my mind, like my anxiety gets so heightened and I have to roll my windows up so that I don't hear the traffic and the people in the cars. Like, I don't want to hear the screeching. I don't want to hear the speed. I don't want to hear any of it because it really just throws my mind in in a whacked out place. It's like, you know, like if I if I hear all that speed and people flying by, breezing by and my mind starts to, uh, you know, play into the you know like how fast are people going around me how fast am I going you know then then I always what it does for me is it always pushes me to the result people are flying 70 miles per hour you at this at this speed you can absolutely die if you hit something or someone or for some reason something you know this whole system stops you can kill somebody or yourself. And it just, it, it, and I literally like, I'll get, I'll get on highways. I will. But I've had moments. I've had moments where my anxiety got so bad on a highway that I had to get off and just take the streets the rest of the way. I just couldn't do it. It's, it's weird. And that transitions in games as well. It's, it's very, very interesting how, 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 things that I suffer through in real life transition to games. So again, you take my anxiety or my phobia with snakes. There's been, you know, like Resident Evil 4, the the remake, the latest one. They have snakes everywhere in that game. And I wouldn't think twice about telling them, you know, in an option, take the snakes out. Like, no. It's a part of the experience. It's a part of the, you know, the aspect of fear. When I uh, when I played Bloodborne years ago, and I've beaten Bloodborne over 10 times, I think that is probably one of the few Platinums that I have 
in my entire life. You know, uh, I am not a platinum gamer. I'm not a hunter of platinums, but I enjoyed that game so much that I did. I had accomplished every aspect of what that game could offer me. And they have an entire world in that game that is dedicated to snakes. And yeah, it's like, it's the worst, but I would never take that level out of the game. I would never take it out of the game. And I mean, they, and they, and oh my God, they have, they have the snakes in there in the worst way. Like, you know, like they have like these Hydra kind of snakes that have like several different bodies and heads and oh my God, it's just, and they move crazily and it's just like, it's so disgusting. Um, but thank goodness for big swords. Cause like, I, I think, I think I take, I think I take that anxiety and I turn it into rage. And then I just make sure to kill every single snake that I can find. I kill them all. It, you know, they got the, they got the, the humanoids that have the snakes that bust out of their head in the game. I, I destroy them. I make sure to destroy them. I don't want to see one snake ever like that's probably the cleanest level <laughs> that's probably like the cleanest most clearest level that i could possibly get through when i get to the boss and they got the snakes coming man i am on their tail i'm like i'm going to burn out and i'm going to destroy every snake that you can manifest because i will not let this carry over into the next level at all I don't, I don't, and I don't want your snake powers. If they told me that, oh, you could use the, the snake. No, I don't want any of it. Like I can't stand them. Cannot stand them. <laughs> can't stand them. And that's like the only. Those are the only couple of games that I experience with snakes in any capacity. And like you know, then there, then there's the one in the Resident Evil One remake. That one's pretty creepy and nasty. Um but again, I would never think to say like, oh, take this out of the game or make it so that I do an alternate path that doesn't have to do with this snake. Um, you know, with the heights, I, I mean, to this day, I, I like I like they have and it's so crazy how, how it affects me because it's like I'm like, again, you're playing a video game, right? But I'm like, I get to these games where maybe I have to scale a building or something like that. And I literally freak out. I literally freak out. I can't do it because it's like, yo, it, it just it. I don't. I, I can't even begin to like articulate how real it feels to me to be scaling this building in this game and transitioning like the the real life, real true to life feeling that I'm having in my emotions. It's like. It just heightens everything, and I and even the circular up and down. If I gotta go downstairs in the game, I I get myself all wound up, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta stop. And like, you know, like there are people who, you know, like there's levels where you gotta go across scaffolding and stuff like that. I man, dude, no, I, I like, I could be on a team of people. And they could be going in one direction and, you know, like I said, scaling buildings and going on scaffolding. I am taking my absolute time. And if there is an alternate way for me to get there, say an elevator in the game, I am going to do it. I can't 
do these buildings without a high level of anxiety. And then even in driving games, like in driving games, I am more prone to coming in last place if I am playing a game where drivers are super aggressive and they're taking up the road or they're maneuvering to where I cannot um, overtake them in placement. I won't I won't try. I really won't. I won't try. I am more on the even when I play games like uh, and I make fun of myself for this one. Like I tell people all the time, I'm the only person that plays like Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row or something like a sandbox game. And I will literally obey the traffic signs because because my anxiety, not about authority, but more about the speed and the and the potential of collision. Like and then when I do get hit. It's like I, I, I don't want to play anymore. Like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. The characters are fine. They get out of the car. They walk. They go get another car. But I think what it is for me is that I don't want to desensitize the potential seriousness of any of these situations. Like I don't want to go through a game. And and this this is this is this is literally my logic. I don't want to go through a game thinking oh snakes are okay they're just fine when there are such thing as deadly snakes i don't want to say to myself oh that snake looks like the one that was in bloodborne click bites me and then i'm you know suffering from necrosis or something like that um i don't want i don't ever want to uh scale the side of a building i don't want to do any of that like what i like i said i'll go on top of skyscrapers and i'll i'll lean on windows and this, that, and the third, but you know, like, if I if I if the choice is clear that there are options outside of stairs or bridges or something like that, I'm taking the other way. I am totally taking the other way. Um, and I already told you about the about the speed thing. Like, I like on the streets. I am probably the most law abiding citizen. I have never had a ticket in my life. <laughs> over you know over traffic violations you know like i don't break traffic laws i don't run lights i don't you know um i don't drive too fast and i don't drive too slow um and 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 it's and it literally is because of the anxiety that i could potentially kill somebody and i would not even put myself or anybody else in that predicament so uh, what are some phobias or fears that you have that translate in games? Do you think games should, uh, you know, be more uh, understanding the people who have particular anxieties? Um, what movies have you seen recently? Are there any movies that seem like they'd be, uh, you know, big movies to the public but you're not quite interested in um have you played a civ style game in a while do you enjoy civ style games have you played age of wonders 4 and if so what do you think about it um did you get a chance to see the trailer for mortal kombat 1 um have you played the street fighter beta and have you seen any of the releases of characters for tekken 8 uh Hopefully, you guys can uh, get at me on social media and 
give me your feedback. Really appreciate you guys that come around and talk to me and tell me about your experiences. Because um, it's really fun, right? Super fun. Well, hopefully I don't die today. <laughs> um, today is actually kind of exciting because um, th- I there's a... Um, there's well there's two things happening today and i don't think i'll be able to do both but you know so there's um there's this guy adam perry lang and uh he's a chef and he's been resident at this sports bar for about a month a month or so and he's been cooking these amazing barbecue ribs and me and a friend went over there one day and just I mean, I don't trust people's ribs because I always have this logic that anything I can make better myself, I don't really need to eat it anywhere else. So, like, I always trust that my ribs are good, good enough for my friends, good enough for me, good enough for my family. But trust his ribs. (laughs) And uh, it's crazy because he um, he just recently said on Instagram that this was going to be his last weekend at this particular location um which is going to be weird because of two things one i'm not gonna know where he's gonna pop up next and you know two is like do i want to go and you know get some more ribs um i don't know because also i don't know i don't know if you guys are privy to um this other youtube personality his name's aki um he does the uh New York style chopped cheese sandwiches, a uh, really, really popular guy. Um, I binged his videos when I first uh, found out about him. And uh, he's actually made, uh, you know, he, he got really big. He's, he's super, he's super big now. And um, he actually came out to LA last year and that was weird because like it, it was like it was like he he just shadow dropped that like he was like oh I'm in L A I'm like yo what and he had a line that was like literally like well around the corner the only thing that kind of messed me up or still messes me up because once I figured out that he was coming back to L A and he's actually he's actually here this Sunday um, it's that you know it's it's the location because um, he's in he's in Greater Los Angeles. Locate, uh, he's located in greater Los Angeles doing his little pop-up or whatever. And I'm just not a big LA fan because I, I stay on the outskirts of Los Angeles. I'm more coastal. And um, yeah, LA proper is a very highly congested city. It's kind of like being uh, in you know New York somewhere. It's just super congested, people everywhere traffic all the time nowhere to park it's just everybody wants twenty dollars to come park in their spot it's just like i don't have the time (laughs) you know and i'm not gonna spend twenty dollars to park somewhere just so i can come get a twenty dollar sandwich like no not gonna happen um so i don't know i mean i'm i'm still it's still early i'm still playing with the idea that i'm gonna go and get these ribs today i'd really enjoy to do that but i'm gonna wait to see if i hear from my friend if i don't hear from my friend then I'll just skip out and just wait until I see if uh, Mr. Lang uh, shows up to another local spot that's within a reasonable area because he's actually in um, 
Manhattan Beach, which isn't that's like a hop, skip and a jump from where I am. So, yeah, I could I could go there all day. Um, But if he ends up in the Inland Empire or somewhere like that, then it'd just be a little bit more difficult. So we will see what his next drop off or uh, spot is um, if I decide to not go and get rips today. Um, Yeah. So that's going to do it for the podcast. Um, Really enjoy making the content for you guys. Really appreciate you guys supporting me. Um, I'm always looking at, you know, I'm always looking at the numbers and you know what my turnout is as far as like people listening and stuff and like dude i'm I, like i'm so gracious just for the few that listen um you know because it's not it's not so much a dream to be like oh i need to be the most popular person but it's just like listen i just want to be heard by people who want to hear me that's it and you know it to me it's just a conversation and it's what i enjoy and love to do so that's where we are. So with that being said, you guys already know the drill. I'm going to get out of here. Go get me something. I'm going to go exercise a little bit. Then I'll get something to eat or figure it out. Uh, but anyway, take care of yourselves and each other. You know, let me, before I send you guys off, I want to say, I did not realize that the send off I've been using for the past three and a half, four years I didn't realize that was a Jerry Springer send-off. I think subconsciously I did, but I never I never knew where I got that from, ever. I never wrote that down. I never, you know, it was never like who says a cool line. I never, ever knew where that came from. And then when he passed and somebody put up a uh, picture and they put that phrase on there all like all that started playing in my mind with all the times he had said that in closing of his show and you know i'll just say this if there's one way for me to pay honor and respect to what i would consider someone who practically raised me as a teenager um you know through tv nothing like cable guy i'm not crazy but you know what i mean like he was a staple you know and and You know, even through all of the controversial crap he could have had on his show. I got to say that that was the one thing that I took away from um, that experience was take care of yourselves and each other. Like it's it's the perfect sentiment um, to express to people that they are human. And, you know, before they can consider you know, what they invest in other people, they have to invest in themselves. So with that being said, guys, you know the drill. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.